Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. Those of, those of you that, that might be without your earthly father, But I think what Holy Spirit is, is, is dealing with me concerning is there is a cry of people who are spiritually without a father. And I want to give you these statistics to kind of back up what I'm saying. And I want to tell you this. I would love for it to be a jump and shout right now. It would make me feel a lot better. I would love to be able to look in your eyes this morning and say, Wow, Pastor, man, I am so excited about what God's about to give. But... but I'm going to give you what God gives me. Amen? 63% of all suicides come from individuals that grew up in fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of all children who show behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. Prisons today are filled with individuals, male and female, that grew up without a father. The United States of America today, we are seeing the results of children that are growing up without a father. The violence on the street is an example many times. So the reason that I am saying this this morning, those statistics that I gave you are natural, that, or they pertain to men and women. They pertain to a, a natural home that is without a father. They pertain to young men and young ladies that have had no direction in their life, and so they have followed the wrong path, and, and now their lives are in a mess. There is nothing outside of a relationship with God that can take the place of a father who will put his hands on his children and bless them. There is nothing, sir, that you could do 
that would be of any more value than to be able to put your arm around your son or your daughter's shoulders and tell them who they are. The power of a father has been lost in our nation And yet we are continuing to try to develop social programs, all kind of things that we can do to try to combat the violence and the anger and the frustration that we're seeing on the streets of our nation. We think that if we can get the right party in the White House, that it's going to fix the mess that we're in. But I'm sure you already know that the Democratic Party nor the Republican Party is going to be able to fix what's going on in our nation. And you say, Pastor, you're getting political. Well, you can say what you want to. I'm unloading. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, is not the availability of guns. It is not the availability of drugs. It is not the availability of of all this other stuff. The problem begins at home. The problem is that we have looked at marriage as being nothing anymore. Husbands have looked at their wives and and at marriage and, and it's nothing to them anymore to walk away. And so what has been produced is a generation that has built upon a generation, that has built upon a generation of fatherless sons and daughters and men and women that have grew up and they don't understand the power and the impact of a positive, godly father in their lives. So I say that to say this. In John chapter 14, the verse that we read last Sunday, John chapter 14 and verse 18, Jesus was about to leave his disciples. He he had told them, I am about to go away, but you cannot come. And the disciples, as we said last week, were depressed and and struggling and battling with this idea that Jesus was leaving and they could not go with him. And Jesus looked at his disciples in John chapter 14 and verse 18, and he said these words, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That word comfortless is translated 
in the word orphans. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. In other words, Jesus said, I will not leave you without a father. Let me say that again. He said, I will not leave you without a father because I'm going to send another back to you. I'm leaving, but I'm going to send another back to you. And that word another in the Greek is the word alos. And that word alos simply means I am sending the same as I am back to you. Now listen, you say, well, Pastor, why don't you read all those statistics about uh, 63% of all suicides are, are people that come from fatherless homes and 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes and 85% of all children that have behavioral disorders come out of a fatherless home. Why did you tell us all that? I want you to take that statistic and bring it into the house of God because there's a lot of men and women that that are walking around that say I know Jesus but yet they are fatherless there are a lot of men and women that are sitting on church pews this morning and you've got you've got a form of godliness but you've never really met the fathering spirit of the Holy Ghost that comes on our lives you see, and it is no wonder this morning that a big majority of people that are dying because of suicide have an affiliation with a local church. It is no wonder this morning that there's so much depression in the house of God. Can I tell you something this morning? I believe today that God is is crying out from the portals of heaven that I want you to understand that I sent back to you one that will comfort you, one that will encourage you, and one that will strengthen you. And the reason that Jesus said this to his disciples was this, that he knew that when he left, he even said it, in the book of Matthew, that wolves and, and, and false prophets and all these people are going to come in and rob you and steal from you and try to destroy your life. But Jesus was saying this, I want you to understand that I'm sending one back to you. And you say, but pastor... I just need the hug of a father. Pastor, I just need the relationship of a father. Let me tell you this in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 15, the Apostle Paul said this. He said, For though you have 10,000 instructors, yet you have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Listen, there is nothing that I can do this morning that will replace the Father that has been absent in your life. 
please hear what I'm saying? Because I really believe this morning that I'm speaking to somebody that you are to the point that you are almost to give up, even to the point that you question and thought about suicide. And so I'm telling you this morning, there is nothing that I can do this morning that could take the place of that void that you have in your life. There are no words that I can say this morning that I could snap my finger and all that pain and all that hurt would be gone. But I'm talking to you this morning about a God that can come into your life and that if you understand, listen, I believe this morning that one of the biggest problems in the church today is that we don't have the understanding of Holy Spirit and how He works and how He wants to work in our lives. And because of that, we walk with a void of His presence and of His relationship. So there's nothing that I can do that could take the place of a father that has been absent in your life. But I can just simply throw some, put some things in front of you today and ask you this question. Do you believe that you are better than what has happened to you in your past? I'm not asking you about how you feel. I'm asking you this morning, do you believe today that you are better than the mess that has happened to you in your life? Do you believe this morning that your life has more value than even what your earthly father lacked to put on your life? Do you believe this morning that somewhere in the clouds and in the darkness of your life and the mess that you've been going through and all the struggles and the battle and the pain, do you believe that somewhere in the, in the midst of all of that there is something that God has said to you, this is the reason that I created you? If you believe this morning that there's a purpose for your life, if you believe this morning that God has a plan for your life, even though you've had to battle and even though you've had to struggle through everything imaginable, even though you had to deal with the fact that you grew up on your own and you never had that father to put his arms around you and to love you. You never had anybody to look at you and say, you're beautiful. You're a child of God. You're a princess. You're a prince. You are ordained by God. You are special in the eyes of God. And I love you and I care for you. Even though that was void in your life, I'm telling you this morning, there is a God that will come and bring comfort and peace and hope to your life. He will take the darkness that you've been in and bring light to you. I can see and feel the, 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 the weight of what Jesus was saying as he was looking at his disciples. And no doubt many of them had tears coming down their face because they had looked at him as a father. And now Jesus was looking at them saying, I'm about to leave. 
And so I can see the weight and the compassion that Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I remember the last words that I ever heard my dad speak to me. They're ingrained in my spirit. I will never forget them. He came over to our house. And walked in the house, never sat down, walked in the house, looked around, looked at Judy and, and myself, and just a little small talk, and turned around and walked back to the door. And he opened the door to go out, and he turned around, and he looked at us with a big smile on his face and said these words, carry on. I didn't know. that just a day later he was going to have a massive heart attack. And those words were the last words that I ever heard. It was hard. And I don't, I don't take away from that. But I want you to know something. I had the privilege. I had the privilege of having a father that turned my face away from him to one who was greater. And that has sustained in the middle of the storm. But I want to tell you this morning ladies and gentlemen, that I believe today that God is turning the hearts of the fatherless back to himself. God is turning the hearts of his children back to him. I believe this morning that Holy Spirit is moving and dealing. And yes, we are in revival mode. And yes, we are seeing God do some good things. And yes, we are seeing some demons cast out. And we are seeing miracles take place. And, and all of that is good. But listen, I want to tell you something this morning. If you don't know how to walk straight when you get through shouting, you, your, your joy will not last long. And what God is saying this morning, I want 
want to teach you how to walk straight. When the, when the, when the, the jump has gone, when the preacher has left the building, when the choir has shut down, when the keyboard has been turned off, I want you to know how to walk. I want you to know how to live. I want you to know how to look hell in the face and say, I am not trash off the street. I am not a nobody. I am a child of the living God. My daddy owns it all, and I know who my daddy is, and I know that I'm a child of his. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm a child of the king. Oh, yes. I know who I am. Oh, yes. You might tell me that I'm nothing, but I'm telling you today, I know who I am, and I know whose I am, and I know that I've been born again, washed in the blood, and I'm a child of the living king. You see, this morning, and I say this to Christians as well as non-Christians this morning, you can go to church for years and years, but never have relationship with the Father. You can have your name on the roll and still not have a relationship with the Father. I don't understand how it all works, but I can tell you this. There is something about the presence of Holy Spirit that will come into your life, and he will bring the peace and the joy that you have thought you would never have. I don't understand it. I don't know how it all works, but all I can tell you is this that when God comes in and we recognize that Holy Spirit is not only a comforter, He is a Father, and we receive and accept His love, He will come in and He will bring that peace to you. He will fill that void that has been lacking in your life. He will give you that peace that you have been searching for for years and years. So I want you to stand with me, please. Listen, Jesus said that Holy Spirit would be a spirit of truth. In other words, he brings truth into our lives. He causes us to quit banking on things that are false. He causes us to begin to recognize the things in our lives that have been lies of the enemy and lies of people. And he said it's going to be, he's going to be the spirit of truth that the world would not be able to receive because it sees him not, neither does it know him. He said, but you know him, for he dwells in you. The power of this comforter, the power of this spirit that Jesus said, I'm going to send back. The knowledge of knowing that I've got something on the inside of me that will bring peace 
comfort, joy, and hope. But most of all, Holy Spirit will bring an identity to you. Guys, y'all get ready. Holy Spirit will bring an identity to your life. Holy Spirit will let you know who you are in Christ. I want to tell you something this morning, and I say this because I love you. Holy Spirit is not a thing. He is not an it. He is a person. He is the third person in the Godhead. He is the third person in the Trinity. Holy Spirit is, is a person that can be grieved. He's also a person that can be quenched. In other words, my actions can grieve Holy Spirit, cause him pain, cause him sadness. My actions can quench Holy Spirit, like taking a water hose, that water is flowing through, and bending it together and stopping the flow of water. He is a person. He desires to be revealed in your life. So if you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I long to have a relationship that brings peace and hope and joy and comfort to my life. If that's you this morning, this invitation is for you. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I long to have that father, that spirit of a father that will comfort me and strengthen me and that will bring identity in my life. Listen, no wonder that we've seen over the past year, two years or three years, an onslaught in our public education system. Of programs that are challenging the gender of our children. Programs that are saying, let your child decide if they want to be male or female. Because the enemy says, I have got a generation now that are so gullible to this perverted idea 
that if I present it in front of them, they'll jump on it. No wonder there's so much gender confusion. Because of a fatherless generation, but a fatherless church many times are so-called Christians that don't really know who their father is. And so we fall for every little thing that comes along. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I know I haven't been called to be an orphan. I, wanna, I want to come back to the revelation of who my father is. I want to come back to the revelation of who I am and who I belong to as a child of God. If that's you this morning, I want to open this altar up today. And I'm going to ask you to come this morning. Come back to the Father. Come back to the Father. Come back to the Father that loves you. Come back to the Father that cares about who you are. Come back to the Father that says, let me give you the identity that you need. Come back to the Father that will wrap His arms around you and love you. Maybe you're a prodigal son that you've been away and you've been doing it your own way. And God is saying this morning, come back to the Father. Come back to the house from which you left. Let me put a ring on your finger, a robe on your back, new shoes on your feet. Get out of the hog pen and come to the Father. <laughs>